Hello, and welcome to the Breaking Into Business podcast with Melissa Ellis. I'm your host, Melissa Ellis. I'm so happy you are here today to talk about the things we had to break out of in order to break into the success, achievement, fulfillment that we want in this life, whether that is in business, tech, education, ideas, and innovation in general, whatever it may be. Welcome. I'm so happy that you are here. So today I want to continue the branding discussion that we started yesterday. And if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode yet, definitely go back and listen to it now. But we were talking about what is brand, why does it matter, all of these kinds of things. And so today I want to talk about a branding quote strategy, unquote, that we see all the time in our with, with our clients in our consulting business. So our consulting business is Spa Strong, where we help spa owners and beauty professionals double their revenue in as little as 90 days. And we work with so many wonderful, incredible beauty professionals there. But when we talk to them about their brand and why they chose that brand, who their ideal client is, why they're trying to reach that particular person, so on and so forth, a lot of times they they didn't choose the brand for any reason other than, well, I saw other people doing it a lot and it seems to work for them. So I thought maybe it would work for me. Or when people change their brand and we ask them, okay, you just did a, a rebranding. Tell us why. What was that about? Well, I saw other people were doing this kind of brand and it really seemed to work them. So I decided to change to that too. Have you ever been in that situation where whether it's branding or some other aspect of your business that maybe you, you aren't completely sold on what it is that you're doing or not entirely clear on why you're doing it the way that you are. And you notice somebody else doing it a certain way and they have a lot of followers or they have, um, they seem to have a lot of sales. And so you think, Oh, it works for them. It's probably going to work for me also. And so you change your brand or your product or, you know, whatever to match theirs a little bit more. Have you ever been there? I've been there. I've thought about it. I remember when, oh my gosh, this is like such a dumb example, but I freaked out about this. Uh, when on Instagram, it was so vogue to do the grid system on your profile. So it's like, graphic image, graphic image, graphic image. And you would alternate between the two and have this like a very curated Instagram feed. We saw other people doing it. And so I was like, that's what everybody else is doing. So we have to do it too. And my husband Royal, who's my business partner, he's like, I don't think it matters that much. But I was like, yes, this is what's working for them. So it's going to work for us. And I spent so much energy so much energy trying to make this perfect Instagram grid because everybody else was doing it. And I thought if somebody lands on our page and they don't see a grid, they're going to judge us. They're going to think we're not good enough, that we're not with the times. How can we be coaching people on social media if we aren't with exactly all the trends that's going on on social media, so on and so forth. And there were many times that I, we actually didn't post because Royal and I couldn't agree on what to post because I was like, no, that doesn't match the grid. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Done is better than perfect. But I was so focused on, I have to do what everybody else is doing because it seems to work for them. And Royal was focused on, we got to worry about our business and grow our business. 
So have you ever fallen into comparison in that way? Like, and in particular in your branding, because we see it so often where you're scrolling on Instagram, you have maybe your idols, so to speak, in whatever your industry, whatever industry you're in. So there's like the beauty business idols, or maybe you're in tech and you're like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with Elon Musk. And I want to do things exactly the way that Elon does them. Or you're in, um, you know, the, the sales world and you're like, I've got to do things exactly the way that Grant Cardone does them or, you know, something like that. Do you find yourself thinking because it works for them that it's automatically going to work for you? Because I hate to burst your bubble, but that's not guaranteed. It, it really isn't. And let me explain why. So like we discussed in the last episode, your brand is kind of like a two-way mirror. Where on one side, it's a reflection of you. Who you are, what you value, what you think matters, what the, the way that you want to solve problems. And on the other side of this two-way mirror, it's a reflection of your ideal customer. What matters to them? What drives them to want to make a purchase to solve this problem? What is that problem? How do they live their lives? Like, where are they already spending money? Where are they already spending time? What do they already care about? Um, how did they identify as human beings? What's the circle that they run with? So when you just copy somebody else's brand, you're, you're picking up something that may make perfect sense for them, but could be completely arbitrary for you. Because if your ideal customer and you as the creator or, you know, owner of this business, if you're not aligned and seen in the reflection of this brand, then it isn't going to work for you. It's going to fall flat. Yes, you may still get some sales. You may still get some attention, but it's not going to be loyal followers or loyal clients because that brand isn't rooted in your company and in its mission and in the problems that you're trying to solve. You were just copying somebody else and that's going to fall flat. And so people may stick around for a little bit, but they're going to realize that it's hollow, that this brand doesn't really represent you or this company and that they could go find a different product or service that maybe is similar, but is more aligned with who they are. So if you are spending more time worrying about other people and how they're running their business, then I really challenge you to take a step back and focus on you and how you are running your business. Now, I'm not saying you have to recreate the wheel with your brand and your message and everything like that, okay? And maybe maybe you will. Maybe you'll, you know, be a Steve Jobs and come up with something that's totally unique and totally different and you'll educate your audience and help them see why they need what it is that you're offering and so on. But you might not. And that's okay too, as long as this brand is that the reflections are right. It reflects you and it also reflects your ideal client. But you may realize that something that it does happen to be trending right now is actually very aligned with your brand. You may say, yeah, actually, um, I, I'm i 100% uh, in line with this new like 
neutral postmodern that everybody is doing right now. And it makes sense for my business and it makes sense for me. And it makes sense for the ideal client that I'm trying to reach, then go for it. Okay. I'm not saying don't do what other people are doing ever. I'm saying, make sure that it makes sense for you, that you aren't just trying to be somebody that you're not, that you're not just you know, riding on somebody else's wings to be able to get where they're going. What about where you're going? What about where you want to go? What about where your ideal client is hanging out? Because remember, you're different from those other business owners. You may offer similar products in some way or similar services, but nobody else is you. Nobody else has the exact same ideas that you have. Nobody else brings the exact same quality or value to the table that you do. Nobody else is going to care about your clients and communicate with them in the same manner that you do. So you need to focus on what you do and what you want to do and the, the results that you want to bring. I know that it's easy to get distracted by what everybody else is doing, especially in this world of social media where it's so easy to open your phone and just start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and, oh, look at what they're doing. And, oh, I should go check out this page because, oh my gosh, I wish I were so much more like them or they have all these followers and I wish I had all these followers. Well, a lot of people buy their followers. I'm not saying that they did. I hope they didn't. Like, ugh, I don't love the whole buying followers thing personally, but I know it happens and it's, it makes other people think, oh, I'm not as good as they are. Well, they're not as good as they want to be either because they just bought all their followers. You know what I'm saying? So stop worrying so much about what other people are doing. Yes. Do some objective market research. Yes. Look at what's out there. Yes. Get ideas about who your ideal client could be and what might matter to them. But do not fall into comparison with other businesses that may be similar to yours. And social media is a place where we see this happen so often. So please have some boundaries around your social media time. Decide now to be a creator on social media and not a consumer. Consuming social media, that can lead you down rabbit holes of comparison, of shame, of self-doubt, of fear to try something new, of cancel culture, of toxicity in your industry. I mean, there's, there can be wonderful things from social media also. Like you can make wonderful connections and you can get great ideas and you can see opportunity for collaboration and you can market yourself and reach new clients and so on and so forth. But you've got to be responsible with how you use it. So if you recognize that you have a tendency to rabbit hole and leave a social media scroll sesh thinking that you aren't good enough and thinking that you need to change to be more like somebody else, then please unfollow that person. <laughs> please unfollow them or, you know, remove them from your newsfeed so that you're not, they're not the first person that pops up every time you open the app. Be in control of how you spend your time. You don't have to engage. You don't have to open yourself up to trigger sessions just because you're bored and you don't know what else to do with your time. So you're simply scrolling. Okay. And obviously like th this is something that I could talk about a lot, but right now branding, Whoop, let me zone in here. <laughs> so 
with your brand, I want you to evaluate it a little bit more. I know you're already evaluating it from yesterday's episode, but I want you to ask yourself, is this, is this authentically the brand that I truly want for my company or my course or, you know, whatever, or is this just what I thought was trending? Is this just what I thought was popular? Is this just what that other person is doing? So I'm copying them. And if it is, then make some changes. Please make some changes. Think about what makes you and your product and your way of doing this service and your way of teaching this concept, what makes that unique? What makes it you? Because your personal brand should be different from other people's. Now, there may be similarities, but you don't need to be a clone in order to get attention. In fact, you you won't get attention if you're just a clone. And if you do get attention, it'll be negative attention, which I guess some attention is better than no attention. Negative attention is better than no attention, but you want to you you want to be attracting people who identify with your brand, who recognize the value of it, who are like, "Oh, this business. These are my people. I'm signing up. I'm buying. Where, you know, take my money, right?" And this is something that we did have to come into on our own with Spa Strong. So when we started Spa Strong, our brand was like spa industry was like bright and floral and, you know, pink and peach and coral and, you know, lotuses and stuff like that. And then my husband and I, we finally were like, this doesn't represent either of us. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe there are a lot of people in the spa and beauty industry who are attracted to that, but this is not following the two-way mirror concept. And so then the pendulum swung in the complete opposite direction. We had this whole like biker gang vibe kind of with like skeleton hands holding the lash tweezers and the dermaplane blade. And that was our logo in all of our photo shoots. We were wearing like leather jackets and stuff like that. And it was, it was really fun. I'm not going to lie. It was really fun. We had a really good time with it, but we realized that in, you know, in the first case, we had been like full reflection of the industry. And in this case, we were full reflection of us. And so we've been able to come to a space where we're a great reflection of who we are and who our, our ideal client is and who we're trying to reach and help in the beauty and med spa industries. And so I'm, I'm share that because I wasn't perfect with discovering what our brand was in the beginning. It did take time. So if you aren't perfect in your branding yet, don't beat yourself up. Just figure it out. Even if it takes a little bit of time, start doing some research. Maybe you can read some books about branding. Like, let me see, um, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. That's a good one. Um, You could read even like this is marketing by Seth Godin. That's another really good one, even though that's more marketing, but he really does talk about this concept of your, your ideal customer has to feel aligned with what you're marketing and representing. And it definitely applies to branding as well. Um, made to stick. That's another really good one. Chip and y'all, I can't see that far. Heathman. I think it is Chip and Dan Heathman, I believe. I could be wrong. But anyway, there are so many great books that you could read about branding. Um, There are courses and branding coaches out there. But I'm not saying you need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to hire a professional. You can if that feels like the right thing for you. But I want you to figure out what is your 
brand, whether that's your personal brand or your business's brand or your product's brand, but think about brand. Don't worry about what seems to be working for other people. It's working for them because that's their client base and that's who they are as individuals. You got to focus on who you and your company are and who your ideal client is and what matters to them and build a brand around them and don't allow comparison to be your only branding strategy. So I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear if you have allowed comparison to push you in your branding and maybe it Maybe it's worked out for you. If it's worked for you, I definitely want to hear about it. If it hasn't worked for you, then we can absolutely discuss that as well. And if you have questions about branding, I'd love to answer them for you. So please either leave me a comment or send me a DM on Instagram at Melissa Ellis. That is Melissa without the apostrophe. So it is at M-L-I-S-A-E-L-L-I-S. Thank you so much for being here today and I will see you in the next episode.